Welcome to the PS Younger Self podcast, where we talk to inspiring entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and creatives on how we can all crush our fears and optimize our lifestyle to live our most fulfilling lives, and always on our own terms. Welcome to another episode of PS Younger Self. I'm your host, Chris, and today's episode was inspired by a private conversation I had with my brother after my mother called me to complain about his choice in dating. So let me start with the antidote. My mother called me the other day asking, have you talked to your brother? Before I asked the loaded question, why, I knew what I was in for. See, my mom is quite the anxious person and worries a lot, many times prematurely on things which creates unnecessary stress that I know can be avoided. So when she continued, she went on on how she thinks my brother is moving too fast with a girl he just met months ago, how she doesn't think she's the right one. And let me tell you, my mother knows absolutely nothing about her. She's just assuming things. And during this entire time, her tone was pretty tense. And knowing my mother, I knew her cortisol level was rising. Again, for no reason. It was also plurifous. She ended the call by strongly requesting that I call my brother to talk him out of his decisions. Do you know what I did? Yes, I called my brother, but I didn't relay my mother's message to him. This is what I told him. Mom just called freaking out about your dating life, thinking you're making all the wrong decisions and you need to slow things down and then basically asked me to convince you to stop dating this girl. So please learn from your much older sister's past mistakes and stop oversharing your dating life with mom. You know, mom struggles with anxiety and worries and stresses over things that haven't even happened yet. For the sake of helping to manage our mom's anxiety and stress, I've learned that not oversharing is actually not only better for her mental health, but strengthens our relationship. Moreover, I had to underscore to my brother that the act of not oversharing is not lying at all. Because there's no malicious intent by refraining from sharing every update, progress, and detail about his dating life with our mother. And I said, if she asks how's dating life, simply state, it's good, and leave it at that. After passing on what I believe is wisdom I gained from my own mistakes to my younger brother, who quite frankly, I was excited about him getting back on the dating scene, I wanted to dive deeper into how we can recognize when we're oversharing Why? Is there a science behind why we tend to overshare in certain situations and how to prevent ourselves from oversharing? Let's be honest, in today's hyper-digitized world where most of us, yours truly included at times, are sharing details from what and where we dined, worked out, to treating social media like a personal journal, sharing detailed information on the regular of our personal lives. Our private and personal lives have become more and more blurred in the digital age, and how comfortable we have all become with just oversharing. But how can we recognize when we're oversharing? First, I believe it starts with what we say in marketing. Know your audience. In the case of my personal experience and the antidote I just shared about my brother and mother, if you know that the person you're speaking to, including your closest, dearest people, are either highly sensitive or the anxious type or can drool you with a gazillion questions that will later trigger you and stress you out, yep, it's best and totally okay to not share too much. Understand what's necessary superfluous first will help to better assess in that moment by asking yourself, do I really need to tell them this? I personally believe this is a benefit 
to the other person, as in the case of my mother. Why worry her with all this information when it really doesn't mean much right now? Furthermore, varying recipients of your oversharing of information may have very different reactions and comfort levels based on their relationship with you and or the type of information in general. Which leads me to my next point. Ask yourself if you're being authentic and vulnerable or if you're seeking something else, i.e. validation, attention, etc. Especially if you're speaking to someone who may not know you very well, the dynamic can get really uncomfortable really fast. Not knowing you very well, they may not have the best interest in mind or, more benign, not know how to respond to such personal vulnerable information. Authenticity and vulnerability are two powerfully beautiful traits we can cultivate in owning and sharing our own unique selves and stories, the world and people we care about. But cultivating a strong sense of self-awareness will also allow you to easily and quickly check in with yourself to see if you're being authentic and vulnerable with the right people, or ask yourself, am I looking for something else right now that I need to sort through? Bene Brown so eloquently explained the difference between being authentic and oversharing by saying, quote, using vulnerability is not the same thing as being vulnerable. It's the opposite. It's armor end quote. It's about your intention. So why do we overshare? Does science say anything about this? Firstly, I think it's important to note that Carolyn Cole, a licensed marriage and family therapist, says that, quote, when people overshare, they're often desiring very much to connect with someone, end quote. And reading this at first helps me see the situation and the other person if they are oversharing in some in more compassionate way. Cole further states that oversharing is a conscious act many times, and people don't realize it until after the fact. And according to Psychology Today, there are five reasons we tend to overshare. They are, one, false sense of intimacy. The article references examples of how hairdressers are often privy of so much of their clients' personal lives, and it's the feeling of someone in your close proximity and touching you, you can actually create a false sense of intimacy. Interesting, huh? Two, solace in a stranger. It's not so uncommon that we sometimes tell complete strangers our deepest, darkest secrets. Perhaps it's the thinking that, oh, they don't know me so well and might not judge, so just want to let our feelings out. Three, misguided attempt to fast track a relationship. Four, poor boundaries. This refers to not knowing what's appropriate, or I also think it relates to someone's lack of self-awareness. If it's lacking, it will be hard for one to understand and see boundaries. Five, trying to make someone else feel comfortable. This is the idea of manipulating the other person to share more info for you to share even more and then try to gain sympathy. Another interesting research speaks to how our brain works, more so in the hyper-digitized world we live in, as I prefaced earlier. According to the California State University professor, Ophira Terrell, our never-ending quest for Facebook likes and Instagram hearts is an example of something called the reward-motivated behavior. Basically, if someone likes you on the internet, it's equivalent to someone smiling at you, acknowledging that you exist, telling you that they care about you and what you did. And this is connected to our brain's reward system that signals to our brain that it's happy and it releases that feel-good chemical dopamine. And what really fires up our brains is that we don't really know how many likes, 
hearts, social validation we're going to get. And Terrell explained, the brain doesn't like constant rewards. If you know that for every picture you post, you're going to get 300 likes or hearts, it wouldn't be that exciting to check. Hmm, it's true, huh? You get back on your Insta to see, oh, how many, how many likes I got or hearts or who commented. To me, this explains our obsession with social media. And quite frankly, I mentioned to some, I have a personal love and hate relationship with social media. And hearing this scientific insight explains more so the reason I dislike it. But unfortunately, you just can't avoid it, especially if you do it for business. But I digress. At P.S. Younger Self, the reason we get to the science of things is to better understand why. Why something is happening. Is there a deeper explanation and the root of the issue I need to explore? To advance myself. To evolve. Per my personal experience, I've learned through my many challenging and emotionally daunting experiences of why I was oversharing with my mother, for instance, was to create a stronger bond. I wanted a more sisterly friendship bond with her. To which I realized, besides that her underlying anxiety that will be hard for her to manage, and it has been, I cannot expect a sisterly friendship bond with my mother. And that's totally okay. Because I have my girlfriends for that. And then time and time again, it proves so valuable in this situation as well about oversharing is seeing the immense strength in cultivating a strong sense of self-awareness. I can't stress this enough. Recognizing our intention first of why we want to share and then assess if the audience is right to share that specific detailed information. As humans, we want to be heard, seen, and crave connections, knowing what to share with who and in the right place at the right time, as well as knowing what to leave out. Could be the perfect balance in sharing versus oversharing. P.S. Younger self, recognize when you're oversharing. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of P.S. Younger Self. It really means a lot to me that you're spending your time with me. So if you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to your podcast. And leave me a review. Tell me what you think. It really helps me get more valuable content to you guys. So until next time, take care and remember to always live your life on your own terms.